Coming up on this episode of the HWWP. Uh, there is no vaccine that can kill the virus directly. And what, what I mean by that is that's not how vaccines operate. They don't go in and kill the virus or kill the bacteria or whatever. This podcast episode is sponsored by Choctaw Medical Group Incorporated. Also sponsored by Bernie Brown Esquire, author of A Prosecutor's Analysis of Personal Supernatural Experiences, a collection of fascinating stories awaiting your verdict. Fact, fiction, fabrication, or fantasy. Available in paperback and digital formats. Go to THWWP.com to get your copy. Welcome to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise podcast with Dr. William T. Choctaw, MD, JD, where the doctor helps you unlock your full potential by equipping you with tools and knowledge in the areas of health, wealth, and wisdom, anchored in his experience as a business executive, a physician surveyor for the Joint Commission, a former mayor, and over 50 years of experience as a general surgeon. You've got questions, he's got answers. So let's get started. Here's Dr. William T. Choctaw, MD, JD. Good morning. I'm Dr. William T. Choctaw, and I will be your host today. Welcome to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise podcast. Each month, we strive to provide you, our listeners, with mental, physical, and spiritual strength by giving actionable advice and, and tips, guidance, and information to help you achieve your own personal, professional, and spiritual goals. We consider the health of the mind, body, and spirit paramount as a single unit that can provide a cumulative strength greater than the individual parts to strengthen the whole person. So today, sit back and enjoy and come along on a very exciting journey with us. Today, we're going to be talking about our COVID-19 spray vaccines coming soon. Our COVID-19 spray vaccines coming soon. As always, we like to start off with my beliefs. I, I believe life is about being of service and up to others. I believe knowledge is power. I believe leaders can change the world. We'd like to give you an outline. This basically tells you what we're going to talk about. And as importantly, it'll let you know when we're just about done. Know you're very, very busy people with a lot on your plate. And so we we are very grateful and are pleased and humbled that you've chosen to spend a few minutes of your valuable time with us. We're going to talk about the new COVID vaccine that's coming soon um, and that may already be available. We're going to talk about the influenza versus COVID uh, vaccines and how they differ, both in terms of type, quality, and methodology. We'll talk about messenger RNA and how this novel approach uh, to the COVID vaccine has changed uh, forever. Um, um, vaccine uh, pharmacology going forward. Um, and we'll talk some about prevention in terms of helping you to stay safe. Well, we know that every year now, we have what we call a tri-endemic influenza. Uh, and, and what that means is we have a tri-endemic. We have three different types of viruses that may very well cause infection in any one of us in any given year. Uh, one is the respiratory syncytial virus, which does not affect a lot of people, most of the young, but does occur. Uh, the influenza virus, which is the most common. Uh, and then, of course, the 
uh, coronavirus, the COVID-19 virus. And so we're, we're going to look at uh, how individuals can protect themselves, and we're going to primarily focus on the flu uh, influenza virus and the COVID-19 influenza virus. And just remember, the basics of what works for all of those is masking, wearing masks, distance, at least six feet apart if possible, and hand washing. Those basics have not changed. And please keep that in mind. Well, survival from any type of viral infection, certainly in a pandemic, uh, depends on prevention and treatment. Prevention is important to hopefully prevent others from getting it or preventing the individual from getting it again. Uh, treatment is for you to get over the illness that you have. But it's important to keep in mind that uh, uh, vaccines primarily deal with prevention. Um, and the way I like to think about it is that um, it's, it's, it's a, um, a preventive um, prevention. Uh, there is no vaccine that can kill the virus directly. And what, what I mean by that is that's not how vaccines operate. They don't go in and kill the virus or kill the bacteria or whatever. Um, um, basically what they do, which is ingenious, is that they go in, the vaccines, stimulate the body to produce antibodies or its own mechanism, and the body and the cells in the body basically kill the vaccine. Again, vaccines deal primarily with prevention and not treatment. We'll talk about treatment a bit later on in this discussion, but as we talk about vaccines, we're talking about prevention. Um, administration of the vaccines basically are two ways. We're talking about flu and COVID vaccines. Those two ways are uh, needle uh, with an injection in the arm, intramuscularly, um, and nasal spray. So we're going to look at, for this presentation, we're going to look at the delivery mechanism for vaccines. Needle, the more traditional approach, or nasal spray. And we're primarily going to look at the regular flu that occurs every year, influenza, and COVID-19, which has been with us for approximately the last four years. So let's start with the flu. Now, we're all familiar with the flu. We've all had it uh, over the last many, many years. Uh, but let's start even more basic. Uh, before you get the flu, uh, many of us get what we call colds, C-O-L-D. Um, and what's the difference between a cold and the flu? Well, with the cold, you have mild respiratory symptoms. You may have mild fatigue. Onset tends to be gradual. Um, and you may have uh, some headache or some nasal discomfort. With the flu, on the other hand, you take all those things and you double them by five to 10 times. So in essence, the way I like to think about it, a fluenza is a very, very, very serious cold. Okay? A fluenza is a very, very serious cold. Uh, and influenzas are, are associated with severe symptoms, oftentimes, uh, muscle body aches uh, throughout the body, uh, usually with a sudden onset, um, and can involve a fever, exhaustion, or loss of appetite. So cold symptoms, flu symptoms. Let's go a little deeper. Flu symptoms, and let's compare them um, to what we're talking about with COVID-19, uh, which clearly can get into respiratory difficulties, shortness of breath, um, uh, inability to breathe, 
um, and all the other problems that can be associated with that. So when we look at, okay, how do we prevent this from happening? So what what's, what is our basic prevention mechanism? Well, that, those mechanisms tend to be uh, vaccinations, vaccinations. And with the traditional injection, needle injection, we have to go to a facility, um, a medical type facility, um, either inpatient or outpatient, um, and they inject us uh, with the medication. Um, with the nasal um, spray, uh, you can do it at home. So this would be a huge uh, lift for individuals who have to get uh, vaccinations with COVID. So with the nasal spray, basically, we're talking about no needles, basically no pain. Um, and that's really another step forward in this whole march uh, toward providing better care for all of us. So far in this country, there's only one nasal spray vaccine that's been approved by the FDA, Federal Drug Administration. Uh, and that's for the influenza. That's for the flu. Presently, as of today, and we're in September right now, there is no known FDA-approved nasal spray vaccine for COVID. But those are coming, and we'll talk about that a bit later. But let's look at the flu mist, and what have we learned? Well, flu mist contains a, weak, contains a weakened strain of the virus, of the flu virus, um, that's made into a spray that's injected into the nose, sprayed into the nose, that then triggers the nose and the body's response to improve its immune system and build antibodies to stop us from getting the flu. Let me say that again. Flu mist is a nasal spray vaccine for the flu only, for influenza, that is injected into the nose that triggers an immune response in the nose and the body uh, to build antibodies that prevents us from getting the flu again or that particular strand of the flu. Contraindications to the flu mist, this nasal spray vaccine for the flu only, uh, one contraindication is pregnant women. And part of that reason uh, obviously may be that the fact that you are injecting a, an old virus, a dead virus, or something that may create problems uh, for pregnant women. And the second is uh, in patients who have an immune system, an immune um, protection system, that uh, there's always a risk. Obviously, if you're going to inject something in them, even though it may be weakened, uh, but if they have a weakened system themselves, uh, that may significantly increase their risk. So we've talked about the mechanism, the vehicle for uh, vaccination, first with the flu, only one that has a spray. Now let's let's go to COVID. One of the things that you may not have recognized um, a few years ago, a couple of years ago, basically, when the vaccines first came about uh, with um, COVID, is that they, they came about with the use of a novel new approach. Um, and this was uh, what's called the messenger RNA approach. And so let, let's, let's take a closer look at that. Why, why is that such a big deal? One of the reasons it's a big deal is that vaccines used to take years to actually come online. Um, it took years. And needless to say, we were all in a crisis, talking about the world now, the world pandemic. Um, and so it was important to get those vaccines or get vaccines as fast as possible. So you had um, uh, pharmaceutical and medical facilities working around the country, around the world, to come up with a safe and effective 
vaccine uh, to save people's lives. And this was done. This was done. And it was done because it was decided to use this new approach that instead of the traditional way of using old virus or dead virus uh, in small amounts uh, to stimulate um, uh, new antibody production, um, it was decided to use just a molecule of um, messenger RNA, uh, which had nothing to do with the virus, just, just a molecule, uh, messenger RNA, put that into a cell, um, and then take that uh, information uh, that has been made in the cell and use that to stimulate the immune system. Um, one of the things that this did uh, or confirmed is that our cells have memory. Think about that. Our cells, cells in our body have memory. Now, we're made up of billions of cells, billions and billions of cells. Uh, but each one of them has memory. That if you inject something into them, um, directly or indirectly, as in the case with mRNA, um, that the cell can remember you know, what message you left for them and can then actually act accordingly if they're invaded a second time. This podcast episode is sponsored by Choctaw Medical Group Incorporated. Also sponsored by Bernie Brown Esquire, author of A Prosecutor's Analysis of Personal Supernatural Experiences, a collection of fascinating stories awaiting your verdict. Fact, fiction, fabrication, or fantasy. Available in paperback and digital formats. Go to thwwp.com to get your copy. Absolutely extraordinary. So how does this mRNA stuff really work? Well, the coronavirus is like, is one of those causes, one of the causes of COVID-19 and was named for this crown-like spike on the surface called spike proteins. These are spikes that are on the virus itself. And if you've ever seen pictures of the virus, it's like a ball with a lot of little spiky things on it. Well, that's important because it's those little spiky things that um, the uh, vaccine can attack and does attack. Um, and ends up um, taking part of that material with mRNA, putting it into a normal cell, and have that cell replicate that spiky protein type of substance um, and put it into the cell's memory so that the cell can then protect itself in future attacks. Um, uh, what's different about, again, this mRNA approach as to, compared to the traditional approach is that the, this new approach does not contain any virus, small or large. Um, this, this is completely novel uh, or different from any virus. Um, and the second thing is when the body responds, um, it can sometimes, um, you may have like a mild reaction to the vaccine, just like you, you normally do with flu vaccine, uh, but usually it's very mild, a little fever, maybe a little headache, a few cheers, but usually chills, but usually that goes away. But what I want you to remember is number one, your cells have memory. Number two, I believe that the work of the scientists and doctors and, and epidemiologists and others that come up with this new mRNA uh, process for vaccination for the coronavirus is just absolutely extraordinary. And so if we drill down a little more about this mRNA process, we look, we notice that again. When the mRNA, messenger RNA, that's what mRNA stands for, 
uh, goes into the cell, it does not go into nucleus. Now, let's back up. Let's imagine that a cell is like an egg. The center part of the egg is the yolk. That's the yellow part. What's around the egg, let's say if you fry it, you know, what's around the egg is white material. We'll call that cytoplasm. And then, of course, the egg is normally in a shell okay, before you crack it and put it in a pan. Um, the messenger RNA um, uh, does not go into the nucle into the yolk part of the egg. It stays in the white part around the center of the egg. Why is that important? The center of the egg, the yolk, the the nucleus is where the DNA is. That that's where the message for life. That's where the distinction between each of us is 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 developed uh, and recorded. That's in the nucleus. This messenger RNA does this work in the periphery, in the white part surrounding the yellow yolk. Uh, and that's where it does its work. That's where it replicates and transcribes uh, this foreign protein called coronavirus uh, and strengthens the cell for future battle. At Yale University, at the School of Engineering and Applied Science, uh, Professor Mark Saltzman and others have been working on an mRNA, uh, but as a nasal spray. Instead of getting the injections for your vaccine um, based on mRNA, they, along with many others, I might add, there are other um, labs around the country, around the world that are working on this uh, and are working on a spray that allows you the same degree of protection using the same process, the mRNA process. Uh, and basically, the mRNA is able to um, uh, attack this spiky part of the virus, replicate it within the cell, in the cytoplasm, not in the nucleus, uh, and then allow that cell to then to be able to create its own antibodies, which are like foot soldiers that fight infection of any type. The idea of a nasal spray is very good and is attractive because um, it is injected directly into the nose, which is where the virus begins, or certainly where, where it does most of its damage. Um, and so it just makes sense that if you can take something and you put it where most of the virus lives or is going to be, that allows it to be even more uh, effective. Um, and, uh, and keep in mind, it's through the nose and the mouth when we cough, sneeze, breathe, uh, yell, sing, et cetera, um, is how we, we spread the virus. There are many labs around the, around the world that are working on nasal sprays uh, as a vaccine for the coronavirus, the COVID-19. Uh, the Virat, um, a lab in India, the Cotogenics uh, lab in the U.S., uh, University of Hong Kong lab in China, and our own National Institute of Health uh, here in the United States. One of the things that's very unique about this mRNA approach is that the package or the delivery system of this particular virus, uh, this, 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 this particular spray, uh, and the information in this spray, the mRNA, uh, is encased in a nanoparticle delivery system. I know that that's quite a bit, but nano is very, means something that's real, real small. So it's a special delivery system that prevents the particle from being injured or destroyed uh, by the body. Because remember, the body does not like any foreign invasion. Uh, and anything that comes into the body, the, the antibodies are going to be on alert and they're going to go after it. 
So you have to couch it in a way that it can escape and slip through those defenses, those normal defenses of the body, um, so that it can be delivered into the areas of the lung and parts of the respiratory system that would then allow it to be in place to stimulate those same antibodies to fight future invaders, uh, particularly coronavirus invaders. Transcription is an important part of what the messenger RNA does. Just very, very quickly, transcription just means it copies. So it's able to copy uh, information from this um, coronavirus, um, give it to the cell outside of the nucleus of the cell, uh, and allow the body to produce uh, the same information and create antibodies to that information. A quick word about the most recent variant. The most recent variant's name is Eris, E-R-I-S. It is different from other coronavirus strains um, uh, in that it is causing most of the new strains of coronavirus that we're now seeing, certainly in this country, um, since August. We're now in, in the month of September. Um, uh, and uh, But the good news about it, though, is that it does not appear to be that different from previous strains. Why is that important? That's good news because it means that the vaccines that are based on last year's virus will be or should be as effective, if not more effective, against the upcoming virus that we'll see mostly in 2024. Remember that when you take the when you take the vaccine in October or so, September, October, November, um, the vaccine uh, its effectiveness peaks three months later. So you're taking the vaccine during the fall, during the fall, uh, to protect you for the virus that we expect to arrive January, February, March. The other thing about Eris, the the new uh, variant, and the and this variant is a subvariant of the Omicron variant. I'm sure some of you remember the Omicron variant a couple of years ago. It was the big big change. This is a subvariant of that, but again, it does not appear to be too different from that from the Omicron. Consequently, uh, we should be in good shape, uh, hopefully, uh, with uh, with the, the vaccines that we come up with for this year, the latter part of this year. I'm sure you remember the basic symptoms of uh, COVID-19, fever, fatigue, and cough. It starts off with the respiratory type symptoms, but it is clearly not limited to the respiratory area. Um, it can cause um, uh, diarrhea, um, gastrointestinal problems, abdominal pain, uh, et cetera, et cetera, uh, depending on the stage of the disease. Uh, and obviously, one of the reasons why it is so devastating is that it depends on what your pre-existing medical condition is. So if you have ongoing medical problems, and this usually will occur in those of us who are getting older, uh, then that makes obviously the virus even more dangerous. Uh, and makes treatment even more important. And speaking of treatment, again, leaving aside the the prevention uh, treatment specifically, um, um, the treatment like Paxlovid, which is a medication you can take as an outpatient, or Redemzivir, which is um, uh, IV medication that you can take also as an outpatient, have been quite effective in treating the symptoms of COVID uh, if given early uh, and and appropriately. Uh, so we're in pretty good shape, but we want to stay ahead of the curve and 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 kill or destroy uh, this scourge before it, it takes more uh, beautiful lives away from us. One of the things to keep in mind is that COVID uh, does more than just affect the physical. Uh, there has been a huge emotional toll, both on patients and on caregivers and on family members and friends. 
Um, and remember, as I like to say, the mind, the body, uh, and the spirit are all connected. Uh, and you cannot affect one part of that triangle without affecting all parts of that triangle. And so keep that in mind and be supportive and, and thoughtful of individuals who are going through stuff, particularly healthcare related stuff. And even if you don't know the details, but just give a kind word, handshake, hug, smile, whatever, uh, because sometimes that itself can be therapeutic uh, and can be very helpful. In conclusion, flu mist right now is the only nasal spray vaccine that's been approved by the FDA, and it's only available for the regular flu. Um, all vaccines um, for COVID presently are given with an intramuscular injection. However, many, many labs around the world are working feverishly, and most of them are in the second and third phases of development. So we, they should be getting close and not here uh, to develop the nasal spray variety, uh, which has many advantages that we've talked about earlier. Um, and it is something that I expect um, uh, to, available, to be available either the latter part of 2023 or in early 2024. This podcast episode is sponsored by Choctaw Medical Group, Incorporated. Also sponsored by Bernie Brown Esquire, author of A Prosecutor's Analysis of Personal Supernatural Experiences, a collection of fascinating stories awaiting your verdict. Fact, fiction, fabrication, or fantasy. Available in paperback and digital formats. Go to thwwp.com to get your copy. And finally, I always like to end on my basic principles. I like to share this with you. Uh, I am a physician of faith. Uh, my first principle is God is in charge. Uh, and it's because of my faith and belief in God in my life uh, that I have been able to do those things that I've been able to do and, and have been able to receive help and support from others uh, also. Uh, secondly, uh, I don't have any bad days. Principle number two, I learned about 20 years, 30 years ago that um, the days were good and bad or bad whenever I said they were. And so I decided that I didn't need any more bad days. So my days are either good days or great days. Principle number three, don't sweat the small stuff and most stuff is small. I have learned that whenever things happen, uh, that most of the times it's usually not nearly as bad as I think it is. So I'm working on putting things more in perspective uh, and letting that dictate what my thoughts and what my actions are. Uh, number four, forgiveness is therapy. That whenever someone does or says something to me that I perceive as negative, um, I have learned to forgive instantly. Doesn't matter what the facts are, just forgive them. Uh, and finally, uh, number four, um, everything is a relationship. Um, relationships are based on three things, mutual respect, mutual trust, good communication. If you have those three things, you have a good relationship. If you do not, you have work to do. If you like to subscribe to these podcasts, I would encourage you to go to www.buzzsprout.com, 210-1003. Um, and we would appreciate uh, you becoming one of our subscribers. Finally, be the change you want to see in the world. Thank you and have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise podcast with Dr. William T. Choctaw, MD, JD. 
Be sure to check out other great episodes covering areas of health, wealth, and wisdom at thwwp.com. And while you're there, be sure to check out the books, blogs, and other literature in your preferred format. And don't forget to leave a review, subscribe, share, and support the podcast. That's at thwwp.com. You've been listening to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise podcast with Dr. William T. Choctaw, MD, JD.